Welcome to the Altar Podcast, where we honor God and the things He does. Christmas editions. Oh, welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things that He does. It is the Christmas time. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like we've been singing Christmas carols here for the last 17,000 years on the Altered <laughs> Podcast, but it's okay. I'm sitting around this great table that we bought from Ashley Furniture with my lovely co-host. <laughs> I'll just crack myself up. Pastor Ben. I am lovely. Miss Dina. Yo. And my lovely wife, Jessica. Hello. Shalom. Shabbat shalom. <laughs> <laughs> so... This is the Christmas edition, episode number 22 of the entire Altered Podcast. Yeah, buddy. Dina has some interesting facts that we learned while we were setting up. Yeah, so <clears throat> Spotify did this, sent us this thing that said something about like hashtag Spotify wrapped. And so it was a slideshow of all these different <coughs> facts about our podcast and so one of the first things it said was you created 1,122 minutes of new content. And it says that that's more than 80% of other creators in the religion and spirituality category, if I said that correctly. Wow. Wow, that's, that's <clears throat> insane. Then more fun facts. <coughs> more fun facts. Um, do you guys know what our most played episode is? Yes. It's the one in the gospel. It's the one, uh, what is the true gospel and have we distorted it? Yep. 110 listeners at this moment. Yeah. And that's 104% more streams than our other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so that means everybody's only streamed like six ep- six times of all the rest of the episodes. No, there's more than that. And then we've also been heard in five countries. Our top three are the United States, obviously, Canada, and Australia. Oh, well, there you go. That was very nice. And then um, it says that we are in the top 30% of most followed podcasts. That's wow. just insane to me. I know. That's pretty good. I but feel you like. Think. There's a lot of podcasts. I was about to say, you got to think. And a lot of podcasts don't make it to episode 10. That's true. Right. That's what. So Ben and I always said, if we make it to episode 10, we're fine. Yeah. We have achieved our goal. Episode 22. We achieved our goal for episode 15 at episode 1. 50 listeners. Oh, yeah. That's true. And we got it in a week. Yep. Uh, that was just insane. Yeah. Yeah. When we talked about doing this originally, we were like, man, we just hope we get to 50. And I was like, Hunter, listen, it could take us a while. We're a new podcast. You never know how, how quickly people will catch on. You know, I hope we get to 50 listeners by episode 15. Yeah, no, nah, number one blew it out of the water. And now, as I just released a Facebook post, we're on the road to a thousand. So every podcast from now on <laughs> until then, I'm going to call. I know up we're going to be really pumping yeah. this up to try to get a thousand by New Year's. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention we have another co-host, and it's Miss Alyssa Jane, <laughs> yeah. who's back there making goo goo gaga no- noises. <laughs> She's telling you the mysteries of the world. If we could just understand what she was saying. <laughs> So, and 41% of our followers listen to us every single week consistently. Wow. That's, that's insane. Yeah. And so then there was another thing that said, we're a top 10 podcast for 33 fans, a top five podcast for 26 fans, and a number one podcast for 18 of our fans. Wow. Well, you 18 are my favorite. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> we love you 18 people. You know, but you got to think in the spirituality and religious category, you got to think you have podcasts like the Bible Project there. Yeah, and we're in the top thirty percent with the <laughs> with the Bible Project. I mean, so that's yeah. insane. Yeah, and so I and we are not on the same scale as Tim Mackey. <laughs> no, <laughs> we no. were just joking that I don't know if Spotify does this, but if they have like a. I don't know, like Spotify Oscars, or I don't know what yeah, it was. The be. Spotify Awards. They could call them <laughs> Spotties. <gasps> ben, that's not a bad idea. Yep. I'm going to email them tomorrow. You're welcome, Spotify. <laughs> so, and but, it feels like. I mean, can you imagine if we got invited to something like <sighs> that? Like, what do we wear? Because we just wear sweats and stuff, like Suits when we're here. And dresses. Huh? I'd wear my Green Bay Packers sweatshirt. We, we would wear. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, we would wear dresses. And tuxes. Whoa. I was going to say, whoa. <laughs> dresses and tuxes. Tuxes for the guys. Dresses for the ladies. 
what I was saying. I mean, I can wear my kilt, but that's not a dress, it's just a, so you know. It's episode twenty. Or it's episode 22. It's in 2022. I mean, wearing dresses as men is acceptable nowadays. Are you feeling 22? <laughs> you swifty. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, but man, she's about to like... Explode the She's world. about to, yeah, have a concert in Rupp Arena or something. People are about now to just die. Just imagine if she'd preach the gospel, what she could do. I know, right? Now, Taylor Swift, you should preach the gospel. I feel like we haven't sat around this table in forever. Now, the listeners at home hear us every week if you're a faithful altered podcast fan. 18 of you. <laughs> so, the, or it's 41% of our listeners are faithful. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yep. Every week. But we've been, Ben and Dina, I think it's just really Ben, has been battling the flu. So if he's back to yep. coughing, give him some grace because he has the flu. Or he's old. Like well, he had the flu. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the mend. And and he's getting old. Hey. The flu kills pe- <laughs> sir? people. Sir? Sir? Hey, we're not killing my husband off. I didn't, he's getting better. <laughs> he's getting better. I'm getting better. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the mend. And I'm not old. <laughs> number, number one, I'm not old. <laughs> number two, I'm on the mend. Hey, we learned something today. Elvis Presley was about the same age as you when he died. He was 42. I'm 36. Okay, that's not that far. It's not that far. It's really not. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. The word is anyway. <sighs> yes. That's how I feel. <sighs> All right. So the big thing is, I think we got to take an ad break. I think so, because too. Because I have to go use the restroom. <laughs> Come on, <Not> man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to go before the podcast started. <laughs> Well, Everybody. on that note, as Hunter r- rushes off as fast as he can, let's hear from our sponsor. And we're back. Hunter, you feel better? Refreshing. Ah. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> And so anyway, um, I have some questions. You know, we were um, in prep for this thing, and we kind of planned on going a different route, right? Then today, we were talking to one of our friends via Facebook Messenger, and he asked us a question about Christmas trees. And Hunter said he'd had the same question. And so anyway, this podcast episode, we are going to be talking about how do we honor God at Christmas time with our traditions. Now, we know, number one, that the Bible has nothing to say about celebrating Christmas. Absolutely zero. Um, but we, as Christians in America at least, have traditions that we were talking about beforehand that we want to talk about now. And so, children, let's go around the table. Jessica, tell me about some Christmas traditions that you had. Uh, growing up, uh, I, my mom would make cookies, and uh, I would pretty much help her. Um uh, there was one year we made about three different types of cookies, and all very good. You know, we had the sugar cookies, the peanut butter cookies, the chocolate chip cookies, um, the peanut butter blossoms. Those are my favorite. Ooh. You know, the peanut butter with the Hershey kiss in the middle of oh, it. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, I mean, that's really all I remember is, like, baking. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. And, uh, and me and Lily... Lily's about three, and she's starting. In, we're starting to uh, get her into her traditions as well. And Christmas Eve is when I usually start baking cookies with her and things like that. Mm. Now, were all of your cookies round, or did you have the shapes and the stuff? No, we had the cookie cutters. Okay. Yeah. So like trees, reindeer, um, bells, stars. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Uh, let's see, Dina, tell us about one of your Christmas traditions. So for us, we would always go to my papa's house and all of the cousins would come down to his house and we were just all like being one big house together. And we would always go and cut down a, what usually ended up being a cedar tree (laughs) because we're in Eastern Kentucky. So we would go walk around the woods and get lost and go cut down the cedar tree, bring it back, decorate it. And we would just hang out, play games. The ants would always all cook. And it was a really good time. We always had the um, freeze, the, I don't know what kind of freezer, just the, you know, really long freezer. And it would be filled with like desserts, like cookies, Rice Krispie treats, that sort of thing, pies. And then 
Papa's um, coffee table always had fruits. We always had oranges, apples, and bananas, and uh, like walnuts, and all that kind of stuff. And it was just a really good time. Even to this day, like you, you talk about, like at Christmas time, like you have to go get oranges, like that's like a thing. Yeah. And um, so my dad, we actually inherited my grandfather's property, and we built a new house because his other house was literally falling down, and um, we got the old coffee table out, and so that was one of the things my dad was talking about was we need to put some fruit out on the (laughs) on the coffee table since it's getting close to Christmas. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for us, we always had, um, in particular, this nativity set that mom would pull out. It was made out of ceramic. I'm pretty sure that we broke at least, like, the lamb, maybe. I don't remember That's now. That's a good one to always break. Yeah, but, like, I would, like, I, I would play with it with my G.I. Joes when I was a kid. And so, like, you know, G.I. Joes <laughs> would come in and, like, hostile takeover, like, you know, protect the nativity, right? Jesus, baby Jesus in the middle. Um but, uh, yeah, mom always, I remember, like, mom always had that nativity set, it seemed like. I know that she got it when I was a kid. <clears throat> she didn't always have it. But I just, that's, like, the thing that sticks out to me is the nativity. Um, and then, of course, decorating the Christmas tree. We would always do that, too. So We tried having a nativity set when I lived in the Chi Alpha house. But uh, Snickers, my cat, always stole baby Jesus. <laughs> and we had to go find baby Jesus. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well... He just went some one-on-one time with the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Was it that, or was he um, a satanic I cat? I don't know why he would always steal baby Jesus off of the nativity set. I don't <laughs> know. Out yeah. of all the characters, wow. that was the one. There you go. I don't know about you. So my, you talking about the nativity scene made me think that my mom, before my mom and dad got divorced, always set a Christmas village out. Mm. And that thing was immaculate. Like, mm. it was always... So, so, like, you wasn't allowed to touch it. So, in the middle of the night, I'd go down there with my army men and play in there. So, she'd go and find, like, dead little army people I've left behind, buried them in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, it was so perfect. Like, I was expecting, like, the Hallmark people to come shoot a movie in it. <laughs> like, just to shrink down there. <laughs> but the big thing was, is my brother would always, well, especially when I was really little, he would sleep in my floor mm. and this little house we had in Lexington, and he would always, like, make me think I heard something on the roof and uh, really pump up Santa Claus coming at nighttime and how we were just so excited for Christmas. Mm. And uh, so if you have small children, this is going to be where if they can hear this podcast and you don't want to, if you don't want them to hear us talk about Santa Claus, turn it off. Oh, yeah. My uncle would always also dress up as Santa Claus and... Mm. Um, visit us on Christmas Eve because we thought we were super legit because Santa stopped at Papa's house first. Wow. Until the one year that um, my cousin's dog, Lassie, chased <laughs> Santa all the way to the barn. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Santa. <laughs> Uncle Wally. That baby back there, is just, she, she has something to tell us. Yeah. It cracks me up. She's she's telling us about Jesus and we need to listen. <laughs> so, and, so Santa... Um, plays a big part in... <laughs> Listeners probably can't hear it that much. I uh, know, I know. What's this like? Santa! <laughs> um, but Santa plays a big part in the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the last guy to come down the Macy's Day Parade. Mm-hmm. He is uh, the first person to come down your chimney, probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably the only person to ever come down your chimney, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. So, and, you know, like my dad and my dad's uh, families we'd always dress up as Santa Claus or whatever and we'd make the kids go in one room and have one of the adults go dress up as Santa Claus and whatever and we thought that was pretty cool but now in our church Real Life Community Church we have our own resident Santa mm-hmm. so like with Lily I tell her that Santa does exist because we go to church with him yeah he is Santa Claus he is Santa Claus man and, and so I, I say Santa Claus is an embodiment of a, and we're going to go down the history of Santa Claus here in a minute a little bit um, but Santa Claus is a spirit that you embody. Like it's just this this attitude, um, and Don Lynn is is, is Santa Claus. He, he embodies yeah, that he is Santa. the the jolliness and the Christmas spirit of Santa Claus. And he has that that almost otherworldly wisdom about him. That like when you talk to Don, you just know like this man knows more than I do about everything. 
So when I worked as a librarian in Lexington, he would come and do uh, cookies with Santa and he would do pictures with the kids and he would stay and um, tell a story and read the night before Christmas with the kids. And then he would also tell this other story. And let me tell you what, there was not a kid who was paying attention to something else. Like they had every eye right on him. It was really cool to see. Oh yeah, he's. And mean, this man has the has a get up. Like you think Scott Calvin on Chris on Santa Claus looks like Santa Claus? No, this man has the get up. He does. Uh, his lovely wife is Mrs. Claus. Yeah, yeah. She can sew. She can, and, and she, she, she makes can bake. And she can bake. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> what? I'm telling you, he's Baby. there's Santa. <laughs> he doesn't. He's really busy in the Christmas season. Has he been <coughs> pushing people off of roofs? Well, have you noticed that he's not really been around a lot lately? He did put... Well, uh, didn't Pastor Chris's stepdad fall off the roof? <gasps> that was a while back, though. I and I don't think it was because he was Santa. <laughs> and it's because he works on roofs. <laughs> so, Ben is going to teach us a little bit about the origins of Santa. Yep. Oh, Alyssa. She's mad that you're bursting her bubble. You're grounded. Um, and then we're going to talk about the... Should we tell our kids about Santa? Yeah. So, okay. So here's the cool part about Santa. Santa was a real guy back in the day. Um, he, his name was Nicholas. Now, I I was pretty amazed when I learned this fact. It says that uh, it's believed that Nicholas was born sometime around 280 A.D. That's not that long after Jesus. That's really not that long after the original apostles. Like, John probably died about 80 A.D., somewhere in there. So Santa came around about 200 years afterwards. Um now, we call him Santa. He, he was actually Nicholas, or the Catholic Church uh, saint ties. He made him Jolly a saint. Jolly old Saint Nicholas. So he is now, he is Saint Nicholas. Um, but he was born in Patera, which is near Myra in modern-day Turkey. Um, he was much admired for his piety and kindness, and he became the subject of many legends. It's said that he gave away all of his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and the sick. One of the best-known stories of Saint Nicholas is the time he saved three poor sisters from being sold into slavery by their father by providing them with a dowry so that they could be married. Um, over the course of many years, his popularity spread, and he became known as a protector of children and sailors. Um, the original story goes that he would go through town, and he had a, a I think it was a red robe, I, I wouldn't swear to it, but um, the original story goes that he would go through, and he would... Um, buy presents for those who couldn't afford it and he would put them in their shoes which were outside on the porch or he would slide them in an open window or um, down a, a chimney grate or something like that some way to get them in the house um, and the, the legends and the stories kind of spread from there but St. Nicholas was a really cool guy who you know took care of kids and made sure that they had um, presents on Christmas and we'll talk about why presents on Christmas later but he was one of those that made sure that kids had presents and that kind of stuff so super cool guy um, if there's someone that I would like to emulate, it would be old Nicholas of, you know, Turkey. Um, he was a he was a pretty neat feller. Yeah. So, but I, my question, I'd like to know, and you probably don't know the answer to this, where did the North Pole come into play and things like that? Oh, yeah, no idea. No idea so where I that all was. Um, so here's the, the thing. So today we have this idea of Santa Claus who lives in the North Pole has reindeers has midgets working for him I'm sorry <laughs> elves elves <laughs> sir <laughs> and I think basically what the Tim Allen Christmas yeah. special the Santa Claus you know and, and yes so and then this is this is Santa he or Rudolph ride, special he rides on a sleigh and, and gets presents to every good kid who has been good throughout the year um, on Christmas. So, is this, and this is kind of what we talked about this kind of a bit like on Halloween. <coughs> I just died. <coughs> um, we talked like this on Halloween. Can Christians celebrate Halloween? I'm going to ask, can Chris, uh, Christians, or should Christians, teach their kids about the North Pole Santa Claus? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Jolly old good stuff. Mm. Is it okay, you yeah. said? Mm-hmm. Jessica, what do you think? Yeah. Because, like, so, Jesus, um, 
he's like so santa okay let's start with santa santa is the image of christmas okay and so is jesus um jesus gives presents or not jesus santa gives presents (laughs) (laughs) santa 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 gives presents i was gonna say wow (laughs) <laughs> I felt left out. I mean, Jesus did give us the best present ever. Salvation. Himself. Yeah, his salvation. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's kind of where I'm going with that. So Santa gives presents um, and for good kids, I guess. If you're good, you, you get presents. If you're, if you're bad, you get cold. Um, and I, I, I guess that's kind of the same way with Jesus. If you're, If you give your life to him... You're going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't, guess where you're going? Well, and coal burns hot. <laughs> <laughs> if you're naughty, well. you burn hot. <laughs> Man. <laughs> she made the connection. I, I just, know she's right. I she's just, not kidding. I was just connecting it Yep. in a more vivid picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, kids don't have that that mentality to, like, really, like, I don't know how to explain it. They really like understand Jesus until they're about maybe 10. Um, I know for Lily, like she'll understand Santa and she'll, she doesn't really know who exactly who Santa is. She's just starting to learn who Santa is really and what Santa is all about. Um, But kids her age and a little bit older, they can understand Santa and then now, now they got this thing of the elf on the shelf Ugh. game. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the real question for me: is how do you feel about the elf on the shelf? Well, we'll, see, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I think that's almost replacing Santa. The whole mm-hmm. Santa, Santa thing. I don't know. It's. I weird. enjoy a good belt on the shelf. That's what <laughs> I <enjoy. laughs> oh, need an elf to tell my kids to be good. You know what I'm saying? Belt with the felt. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> So yeah, um. to me, as somebody who like is teaching their child or went in their child um, about Santa, I don't think there's anything wrong with me saying like Santa goes to our church, blah blah blah, um, or even like Lily and Alyssa went and saw that baby is mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lily and Alyssa went and got and saw Santa today, mm-hmm. um, and she gets excited. And she says, "I love Santa." Things like that. And she knows Santa brings presents. To me, as long as Santa does not become the reason for the season, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's my same view with the Easter Bunny. Um, As long as Santa does not take the place of Jesus, as Mm -hmm. long as Christmas is not about Santa and giving presents, um, then we're on a good road. The reason for the season is that Jesus came. To be the redemption for us, and he and that set the redemption plan in order. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there is a thin line you have to walk with this, um, and we talked about this in Halloween, just like with kids watching Harry Potter or anything else. They're very impressionable. Um, where we want to be teaching the biblical principles of giving and receiving, that is more important to give than receive, and all these good things, and. So Santa, or Christmas in general, has become so commercialized that it is all about what I'm getting for Christmas Mm -hmm. and not about what I can do for other people. Mm -hmm. See, to me, it's not about what I get for Christmas. I would rather have my my kids get a great Christmas other than what I get for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, But, or, and then my thing is, is I'd much rather have someone who's less fortunate than us have a better Christmas than because my kids don't need anything. They don't want for anything, mm-hmm. especially when they're little. And that's the thing. we got to teach them how to give, not how to just receive. And I think if you are just honed in on Santa, especially if you're a more secular house who are priesters, just go to Chris, uh, just to go to church on Christmas and Easter, um, you're, it's, it's going to be really hard for you to really set the difference. Yep. Dana, what do you think? Is it okay to celebrate Santa? I think so. And Hunter kind of stole a lot of my points. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> With that, um, you don't need to get so caught up on Santa that it takes away from what the Christmas season really is. Um, so 
I think that sometimes Santa kind of stands out because he's holly and jolly and fun. And then you have all these Christmas specials and then he's like on the Coca-Cola bottles and, you know, all this other stuff. But, um, you know, families need to read the, the Christmas story, the real one, and talk about Jesus and what it really means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is interesting that people be like, gather around, children, let's read the Christmas story. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. <laughs> You're like, no, wrong Christmas story. <clears throat> it's funny, we were talking about it before we recorded this episode. And and just a little sneak preview, we're thinking about doing something for you guys on Christmas where we read the Christmas story. And I had to ask Dina, are we talking about the Bible? <laughs> are we talking about Twas the night before Christmas and all that? Or you know. we well, about and Ralphie. the and the poem, Twas well, the night before. Ralphie. Ralphie, do you know the Chris, the Christmas, yeah, the Christmas story, the TV show. I've or the movie. Oh, we have You've never seen the movie? No. The Christmas story. Do what? He's got kids and uh he's older and he's got kids and he's like I don't know. Yeah. I've seen previews. Yeah. How have you never That is like it's on 24/7 during the Christmas season. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It it is on pretty often, but it, I will say I've never seen it all either. I've seen parts of it. All right. Y'all shoot your eye out. So, well, yeah, so when we record like a couple episodes ahead, we're not going to record. I'm going to have the Christmas story on. <laughs> so we can watch it. <laughs> He's going to sneak attack us with the Christmas story. Oh, um, I think it's the movie. On AMC, the channel, it's Christmas. played over and over mm. on Christmas Day. Ah. Uh, 24-7. Yeah. I know TNT had it there for a while where it would play like that. So, mm. okay. Yeah, we'll See, have to. I listened to like. GAC and Hallmark and that sort of thing. We'll have to we'll have to watch the Christmas story, the movie about yeah, that you know that's actually a series of books by the way. No, I did not know that. It is, and so like some of the the main characters, I could be wrong about this, but there is a there is a book series on that, and it has kind of a similar theme. It may not be the exact same, but it's kind of close. Anyway, I digress. Back <clears throat> so, to <Santa>. <coughs> <coughs> yes, back to Santa. <clears throat> so, is it okay? To lie to your children, though, about Santa. That's the question. Because, you know, there is this whole thing in the Bible about bearing false witness and stuff. So that's that's where it kind of... And, and I, I am a... I think Santa's okay. I think it's okay to, to you know, talk about Santa at Christmas and kind of leave the magic alive, if you want to call it that. Um, but the question becomes, and this is where it, people kind of get me, well, then you're lying to your children, and is it okay to lie to your children? <laughs> Well, there's some parents that get real torn up yeah. if you mention that Santa's not even real. Yeah. So, again, the way I think we've done it is the best way to do it. Um, but not everybody has a good Santa that goes to their church. Right. So Santa Claus is real because he goes to our church. Yeah. And, again, like, and this man, I call Santa. Yeah. Oh, I don't call him by his real name. I, all year <laughs> long I call him Santa. Yeah. He's in my phone as Santa. <laughs> it's just I just call him Santa. Yeah. Because, again, he embodies and looks like Santa Claus all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, just the beard gets shorter in the summer. Mm-hmm. Got to tan that neck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that is a good question. And I don't know that I have an opinion for today. Yeah. Uh, maybe through the Christmas episodes, I may pray about that one, about just singly saying Santa's real and waiting for your kid to find out that, he, that he's not. So, okay, so that kind of leads me into something that I kind of wanted to talk about just a little bit. Um, now, now, parents, you need to turn off the record. Like, you need to stop the podcast if your kids are in the room because I'm about to spoil some stuff for you, all right? Um, but I was asked to play the part of Santa at a um, school thing for library, whatever stuff, for, for Dina's library. <laughs> for library stuff. <laughs> for Dina's library. And so Santa gave me a Santa suit. And let me wear one of his suits. It was oh, awesome. Wow. But it came in a Samsonite bag, by the way. Like, this was legit a Santa suit. But he's, I know this one bag was more, like, probably cost more than all of our luggage to put together. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So he let me borrow a Santa suit. Yeah, that, that Samsonite bag was for sure worth more than um, my, like, entire luggage combined. Absolutely. And so, anyway, um, <clears throat> when he let me borrow a Santa suit, he sat me down 
and he gave me the rules of being Santa. Like this wasn't just like, like here's the suit, don't screw up. Like it was like he he gave me legit things to talk about and be careful of. Like I felt like he was imparting to me like a calling of Santa. It was almost like you know, like when you read in the in the book of Acts how like the whole the the apostles laid their hands and like imparted the Holy Spirit on people kind of thing. Like it felt like that. So as he's talking to me about Santa and the calling that it is, and I, I, will, I will say, after putting on the suit and doing it once, it is very different. Hi, darling. It is very different than what I thought it was going to be. He went home that night and started researching fancy Santa outfits, and he was like, can I spend like $100 on a fancy Santa belt? Oh, well, actually, what I asked was, could I spend $1,200 on this Santa suit? <laughs> Let me tell you, they get fancy. But anyway. You need to have <clears throat> Mrs. Claus make you one. I know, right? Um, but so I was, I was talking to him though. And he said, and I asked him what happens when kids ask you stuff? Do you lie to them? And he's like, no, you don't lie to children about Santa. He's like, and so Don let, helped me, the real Santa helped me to understand more about Santa than I've ever understood before. So what does he say about that? Then? You just redirect the question. You never so. lie to children about it ever. So if they say, how do you make it around the world in one night? He says, do you really think I can make it around the world in one night? You don't lie. You do redirect the question, but you don't lie. You don't ever say, yes, I fly around the world with a sleigh full of reindeer, because you don't. And so what was really neat about it was... And they say, are you real? And he'd be like... Do I look real? Am I standing here? Yeah. And so he helped me to understand that, number one, you don't lie to your children about it. Number two, he really talked to me about the fact that when you're doing this, you are not... You're not embodying a lie. You're talking about an idea. You know, this this St. Nicholas idea has lived on. If you think about the guy, he was born in 280 280 AD, 280 years after Jesus lived. So if you think about this, I mean, this idea has carried on for over a thousand years, long over a thousand years. Probably over 2,000 years now almost. Over 2022, that was 280. So, you know, like, but yeah, so... I'm just saying, like, it's carried on for a long, 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 long time. But the point is, when you play Santa, you are embodying this idea that, number one, I am bringing joy to children. Number two, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some kids who literally probably nothing else is going on good in their lives. And if you, you know, people are like, oh, what are you talking about, Ben? We know kids who we're not quite sure if they even have homes. You know, their their parents are not really parents, like... I could, as Santa, be the only positive thing that they saw that day. And so he really helped me to understand that you are embodying the idea. This, this You're not living a lie. Instead, you are bringing joy to children, and you are living a legacy that started with a man almost 2,000 years ago, right? 280 AD. And so you're carrying on this tradition. Um, and so... When people ask me before, I don't know what I would have said. I would have said, yeah, it's fine, but I wouldn't have really had an answer. After talking to Don Wynn, now I have an answer. I think Santa's okay because you're carrying on a tradition. But does Santa live at the North Pole? No. By the way, I was doing some Google searching while we were talking, and uh, it turns out that up until 1866, Santa just kind of appeared. In 1866, there was this dude who, he was a cartoonist, and in Harper's Weekly Magazine, he featured um, a cartoon that was called Santa Clausville NP. His name was Thomas Nast. And he drew Santa <coughs> at the North Pole. Until then, Santa was a person who was kind of the same. He just kind of appeared. Um, and he, he lived in normal people's places and had normal people close most of the year and that kind of stuff. Huh. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, he wouldn't stand out a bit. Nah. <laughs> so I think you need to have... The other Mrs. Claus make you an outfit because remember the one time I tried <laughs> to make you, it was like our first year we were married and I tried to make him a Santa suit. So I stayed up all night. And and you did a great job. You did. However, the <laughs> legs were two different lengths and not by a little bit, by a lot of bit. Like one was at my knee. The other was like I at my ankle. I swear when I cut it out of the, I don't know, I, I had like a pattern or something. But I yeah. swear it was supposed to be the same length on <laughs> both sides. But yeah. it wasn't. I also didn't know anything about elastic. 
Yeah. So yeah. when he went to go change, he couldn't keep his pants up. And so <coughs> my bright idea, because I didn't put belt loops in it, mm-hmm. was that we safety pinned the pants to his undershirt. Yep. However. Well, <laughs> let's, let's talk about what happens when you sit down and a child sits on your lap and you got a safety pin holding your pants onto your shirt. <laughs> That bad boy pops open. Guess what? Runs straight into your rear end. A sharp, sharp, sharp safety pin. So I'm pretty sure there's a big old blood stain right on the back of that sand outfit. So he would be sitting there and he'd be like, oh. Yep. And every time my little nephew would shift his weight. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. God bless America. So, okay. So to round this off. Yes, I think Santa Claus Telling your kids about Santa Claus is fine. Don't don't lie to them. If they say, Mom, is Santa Claus real? Listen, I'm a big fan of just being blunt. If anybody knows me in real life, I'm just a blunt person. Say no. Move on. Well, but but actually, <laughs> I think that's the perfect time to teach your kids, hey, Santa is a tradition that has been carried on for thousands of years now. And I think it's okay to present it that way. And here's the real point. Santa did all of these great things. Let's talk about the great things that he did and the reason why which was he was a believer in Jesus Christ, and he wanted kids to have a Christmas where they knew that Jesus was the reason for the season. And so I think that we could talk about that, and it's okay. So, and Santa is one of my favorite things about the holiday. Yes. Um, I, I love watching the uh, the Christmas Chronicles with, uh, I can't remember what's his face, Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. That is one of my. It is. It came out in like 2018, like or 2019, like COVID stuff. Yeah, that movie rocks. Okay, <laughs> and like that has become one of my favorite Christmas movies. Mm. Um, and so just like Santa Claus, I, I've always really enjoyed that. But I want to talk about my least favorite <laughs> part of the holiday, uh-huh. Ben. Yep, that is Christmas caroling. Christmas caroling. Yes. What now? I do enjoy like we was putting up our Christmas tree, and I, and I played. Country Christmas on the Amazon device. I don't want to say your name because she'll come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and so like I enjoy Christmas carols here. Yes. Please do not knock on my door and sing Christmas carols. <laughs> <laughs> like, but if Ben <coughs> if Ben wanted to spend twenty five dollars and make my night terrible, he would send a Christmas caroling <laughs> out here. That's all it costs is twenty five dollars. I don't think so. I, I don't. I think you could get it for free. I just have to sign you up. I'll go to the Catholic Church and be like, you know who really needs Christmas carols sung to them this season? Hunter Deal. <laughs> he needs the spirit of Christmas in his heart. But yeah, it's really interesting about Christmas carols. Did you know that out of all of the things that people talk about with Christmas traditions, like there are so many people right now that are like, well, you can't put up a Christmas tree because Christmas trees came from paganism. We can't do that. Did you know that actually of all the things in all of Christendom that we do for Christmas, Christmas carols is the thing that has its origin in paganism. Christmas carols were actually born out of a pagan tradition that was celebrated during winter solstice. And then Christians began using the tradition of singing carols in celebration of the birth of Jesus, changing the carols from pagan songs to religious songs. And then it wasn't long before musical composers took up the, the band you know, and went for it. But it's really interesting to me that like people get on like, you can't put up a Christmas tree. But they'll sing Christmas carols all day long. You know what also is really funny to me about that, though? Hymns, a lot of our most popular hymns that we sing, not all of them, but a lot of them were actually, especially the the hymns that the Wesley brothers, John and, and uh, Charles Wesley, the, the ones that they are famous for, a lot of those were bar songs, that they rewrote the tunes with Christian lyrics to teach a theological point. So, just FYI. Hey. The gospel never changes, but the means to preach the gospel does. That's 100% true. And so I think it's hilarious. And I think it's okay, by the way, that we like we use some of these secular things to be redeemed to spread the gospel, right? So, yeah. It, my whole thing is, okay, like I don't want a bunch of people out here in front of my house who can't sing a lick, probably. <coughs> and... I don't know. It's just like <coughs> I like it on the radio when I want when I want to listen to it. Yeah. But Christmas caroling, like that's because that's what's on the the, the plan. Caroling. Yep. Like I, I think our church. Believe it or not, the first year our church did this, I went. Oh yeah, I did too. 
Oh, yes. And I can't sing a lick. It's ben so knows, awkward. Ben knows my singing habits. Okay. Yep. I can sing some good bluegrass. I'm not going <laughs> to grace you all with he that. Can, he can sing bluegrass. He can sing music that was good bluegrass. But you know what? <laughs> the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to sing loud for all to hear. You know, if I ever thought Will Ferrell would be quoted <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast, I would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. I caroling, spreading joy to one another is not a bad thing. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. just grumpy. But... Caroling from one uh, and singing, I love it when you go into Walmart at the Christmas time and you hear the Christmas playlist a, a banging, and a banging, a banging. <laughs> Man, that Christmas music is banging. Yeah, they, banging. they have the bass up in this Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And you know, I love I love the the parades and the stuff. I mean, again, because everybody just seems happier when Christmas music is on. It just, it is. Now, granted, we talked about that like we talked about in church today. The holidays is the biggest time <coughs> of suicide and mental health disease. And somebody, I think it was you, that was telling me that your boss worked at an ER, and they said that, that the holidays was the craziest time in the ER. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only the homeless people going in for cold reasons, right? I mean, I, if, I, if it was really cold, I'd probably go to an ER and say I was sick as well. But mental health reasons, that they're, they've overtaken their medicine or... They just full blown tried to kill themselves and things like that. Um, so, Christmas quote unquote cheer, I call it Christian cheer, needs to be spread around all year long. But the holidays is really a bummer for some people. That's something else to point out, too, is that a lot of these stores that were open 24 hours, you know, sometimes the homeless would go in there and quote unquote shop, you know, just so they could stay warm. But now they don't even have that as an option because all the stores close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Walmart's not even open twenty four seven anymore. Nope. So, nope. so okay. So moving on, um, and this was the message that that was presented from Joshua chapter ten. Um, are Christmas trees okay to have in your home? You mean Jeremiah chapter ten? Is it? I mean, I'm telling you that that is <laughs> it's one of the one of the J's chapter tw- ten. Yeah. It is Jeremiah chapter 10. Yes, I have it right here, actually. Oh, okay. Yep. So if you're driving, please do not flip to this. We'll just trust that we're reading the right thing. Yeah. It's not Joshua. No, nope, it's Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1 says, Hear the word that the Lord has spoken to you, house of Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not learn the way of the nations or be terrified by signs in the heavens, although the nations are terrified by them. For the customs of the peoples are worthless. Someone cuts down a tree from the forest. <gasps> what? A Christmas tree? <laughs> It's that worked. part's not in the Bible. No, that's not. That's that part's not in the Bible. <laughs> that's in the Amplified Bible. <laughs> Just kidding. It's worked by the hands of a craftsman with a chisel. Now that's number one, step one. We know it's not a Christmas tree. Um, worked by the hands of a craftsman with a chisel. He decorates it with silver and gold. It is fastened with hammer and nails so it won't totter, like scarecrows in a cucumber patch. Their <laughs> idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them, for they can do no harm, and they cannot do any good. Lord, there is no one like you. You are great. Who should not fear you, King of Nations? So, and it was really funny because this I got asked this on Thursday at work. He was like, hey, before you leave, I got a question about Christmas trees. I was like, oh, no, because I don't know a lot about Christmas trees. I'm mm. like, I got a fake one. <laughs> like, what do you want to know? <laughs> yeah. um, I was like, and it, if you have a fake one, hang a pine car air freshener in there might give it a real scent (laughs) or put some pine essential oils oh here we go um but no he was like is it biblical to have a christmas tree in your house and he read that that verse and i was like that is not what that means and ben has the exact answer that i was going to send the the guy who he asked this another guy asked us on facebook messenger today about the same thing. Yep. Read this verse, or, or read this chapter, and tell us what you think about Christmas trees. And Ben's answer was the exact same answer I told the other guy. So what was that? Yeah, so in Jeremiah chapter 10, he is not talking about Christmas trees. He's talking about idols. And so <clears throat> what's wrong is they were taking a tree, they were cutting it out of the forest, they were carving it into an image, they were overlaying it with silver and gold, and then they would pray to it as their god, quote-unquote. Yeah, and so the actual ancient Egyptians, um, they're... 
god or whatever one of them was raw or something and raw got sick and so they took uh evergreens and cut them and essentially boiled them to like let that go through the air and that helped to like heal him yeah you can actually take pine needles but you can't actually it's actually technically that does help clean the air and i mean you have pine saw and all that other stuff but um you can take pine fresh cut pine put it in um a pot and boil it or simmer it and it will actually does have antibacterial properties to it so i mean that is kind of true but then they we're not recommending you do this by the way we just we've heard of people doing it before yeah check the internet for Talk to your Better doctor. Advice. Don't check the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to your doctor. But um, do this at your own risk. But um, and so that kind of became a thing with the winter solstice was that they would decorate with evergreens. Yep. Yep. So you know, a lot of people they they talk about this passage and they say, well, you know, it talks about decorating your tree with silver and gold, but really it's talking about idols. And so if you're gonna you know pray to your tr- your Christmas tree, if you're gonna worship it as a god, if you're gonna claim it as deity, you should not. And you are totally in the wrong. But if you're decorating your Christmas tree to celebrate the birth of Jesus, and you decorate it, which we'll talk more about here in just a second, you you decorate it with the intention that you are thinking about Christ, I think you're fine. Well, and sorry. Yeah, keep keep it up. No Mickey Mouse for a week. (laughs) Oh, poor thing. (laughs) Um, And so I asked, I'm a very sarcastic fellow anyway. I'm like, so are you praying to your Christmas tree? Do you look at that as God? Well, no. I was like... See? Yeah. I was like, if if you are, then it's a heart issue, and you have to deal with that. Because yep. the Bible says, have no idols. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, so, if you think, of, if, if you put that up as an idol, then that verse, chapter, applies to you. Yeah. If you're not, then okay. Can I... Can I caveat for just a second and this is not related but it kind of is it's your show man so it is my <laughs> show no oh my goodness. don't give me the big head um <clears throat> is it okay to pray to a crucifix no no why not because that's not jesus it's not does it have ears <laughs> right exactly well it doesn't matter if it has ears on it or not <laughs> it's not jesus <coughs> I still can't hear you and that, well, well, would you pray to it? Yep. It can't save you from your sins. Nope. It's just it's my whole thing about to make Catholics mad. Why would you pray to Mary? She can't do anything for you. And that's true. Sorry, Catholics. We love you, though. Yeah. And our listenership <laughs> just dropped. <laughs> I don't think many I'm Catholics listen to us anyway. Probably not. I mean, that's what's the point. Mm-hmm. Christ is the end all be all. My watch just reminded me of my bedtime. <laughs> 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 um, no, but yeah. The, it, it, that is that is so far off, man. Yep. So that's why idols don't. I think it's Vody Barkham who even says like the little statues of Jesus and stuff. He counts those as idols, mm. and I thoroughly disagree uh, with that statement. And I love his teaching, so don't get me wrong. But I, it's all about what you make it. Idols is about what you make it nowadays. But back in the Old Testament, it was a little bit more. No, like literally, you would carry around your God right. in your pocket. And you would pray, like you see this in the book of Acts even, like Paul's on the ship and it's about to, to crash or whatever. No, I'm sorry, that was Jonah. Jonah's on the ship and, and they're like, it's about to, like it's about to be swamped in the storm and they pull out all their gods and they're like, you know, they pray to him and nothing happens and then they come to Jonah and they're like, Jonah, where's your God? Why don't you pull it out and pray to it? Maybe it'll save us. And Jonah's like, man, my God's not made by hands. It's, he's the God of the universe. And they're like, pray to that God. And he's like, listen. I'm running from God. You got to throw me overboard. <laughs> like, no, we can't do that. <laughs> you know, anyway. Um, but yeah, we see it uh, in, in the book of Jonah. Um, that is what this is talking about. Like, I carry my little God in my pocket. I carved it out of wood and I pray to it. Yeah, and that's a big thing is that remember what the reason for the season is. Yep. And keep it true, keep it pure, and you're going to be just fine. And don't listen to all the people who want to be naysayers about everything. You can't have Christmas trees. You can't have fun. You can't have a TV. You can't have... Just shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I actually really like the origin of Christmas trees. I never knew what the origin was. I never understood why we put up a Christmas tree. It was always something we did. Um, Turns out the origin of the Christmas tree 
was first introduced by Martin Luther to the Reformation Church. Um, what they would do was, well, actually what he said was, he was walking through the forest one night, and he looked up to see the stars shining brightly through the tree branches. Um, and it was an, an evergreen tree. And so he said that the beauty of the scene reminded him of Jesus who left heaven and came to earth at Christmas. Um, and over time, and he said also it, he believed that it symbolized uh, eternal life. And so when you look at the evergreen tree, it's always green, um, you know, symbolizes eternal life. And then if you look at the wreath, same thing, the perfect circle um, represents, you know, eternity that never ends and this tree that never loses its foliage kind of deal. Yeah, exactly. See? You ever notice how there's like all these traditions of all of these men walking through the woods and all these epiphanies happen? That's true. That's what's wrong with today is there's not enough men walking in the woods. Hunter, (laughs) (laughs) you were talking about new small groups slash real groups today. It's time to start walking in the woods. So the last time I walked in the woods, (laughs) it was really hot. Well, nonetheless, like you would... uh, Start believing in, in God if a cougar, you know, <laughs> jumped out at you or a wolf. Look, here, I, you want to you want to find God? You go with Dina's family on one of her family reunions. <laughs> you just walk <laughs> in the middle of the woods to nowhere. There you go. All right, and you go nowhere. I told you it was in the middle of nowhere. Been there, done that. And, and you you have no destination. Yep. Just walk until you can't walk anymore, and then turn around and walk, walk back. That's <laughs> what we know, do, boy. And you know what that all that does is makes you hot and sweaty. Yep. And then you go back to no air conditioning. Yep. And you're hot and sweaty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I told him I would. Uh, shout out to Keith and Lucy and Donovan and Michaela and Alex. Um, they were the ones you were hanging out with yep. that day. On- and we mentioned Martin Luther just for you. <laughs> Well, yeah, because they're, they're Lutheran. It's not just like they love Martin Luther. Yeah, yeah they're Lutherans. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Um, yeah, that's what they do. So yeah, we need to walk in the woods more to get more revelation from Jesus. But, and here's the thing about that. I don't think walking out in the woods or anywhere just in God's creation by yourself, I mean, there's a lot of good time you can spend just with, I mean, no distractions. I mean, Jesus did. He well, go off in the wilderness by himself. just absorb all of the God's creation. Yep. yep. Well, and so moving on, uh, there's so much we can talk about Christmas trees. Uh, one th- thing I did see today mm-hmm. about a Christmas tree was a German, old German Christmas tree. It was an old pine. It was like, so they like were drawing it. And it was a real tree and it had, they would put candles in the tree. Mm. I'm like, is that not a fire hazard? Wow. Oh yeah, 100%. Like, you light these candles, but this is a dead tree that is just getting drier and drier by the day. And, I mean, it's full of pine tar pitch <laughs> stuff that just is super flammable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's it was just really interesting. And But I think even my dad was saying that, yeah, he's seen people with candles in their tree. Yeah. I mean, that was the tradition. Which, by the way, the tradition was that Jesus was the light of the world, just as the candle lit up your house. You know, there there's the whole, like, thing that Jesus says about nobody lights a candle, puts it under the the basket, but rather they put it on a stand and it gives light to the whole house. That was the whole you know original behind that was they would put candles in the tree, or as a tree topper, you know you would put the star um, or an angel uh, symbolizing the star of Bethlehem or the angel who came to tell Mary, you know, all, or came to tell the shepherds, whichever. Um, so you know, like there's a whole bunch of Christian symbolism behind that. So again, I think I think you can honor God and have a Christmas tree. Um, now. Jess, mm-hmm. t- tell me about presents. What was what were presents like at your house when you were growing up? Well, there was always a lot. <laughs> okay. Was there a limit? That's a good question. Was there a limit? Well, I, I, yeah. We each, I don't know if there was a so-called limit um, because I had two brothers, but we all had the same amount. Okay. Um, yeah, nobody had, you know, eight and I got ten. or No, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. Um and then also, uh, every year we'd always get something like for all of us. Mm-hmm. Like there was one year we got a four wheeler. Um, a what? A four wheeler. Oh, a four wheeler. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for uh, you northern folks, ATV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a or a quad, as Dina's family calls it sometimes. Uh, yeah, it was it was a small one. It wasn't like a big one. It was a little one. Um, that was one of them for one year, but. Uh, yeah, I do remember. It was whenever we first moved here <coughs> to Kentucky from Ohio. Um, there was this baby doll, 
and it wasn't wrapped. There were some there were some presents my mom or they wouldn't wrap. Like I think it was mostly toys because they wanted to disbelieve it was from Santa. Right. Um. So uh, I remember this baby doll, and I think I had seen it on TV or something, and uh, I was like, "Mom, I really want this baby doll" or something like that. And I still have it, and Lily plays with it now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Its hair is all wild now. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So it's twenty some, twenty. Let's see. I'll be twenty nine. So. Yeah, it's about 25 years old. This doll is older than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, it really is. Oh, my God. Yeah, because I think I was like five or maybe eh, about five or six when I got it. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm stuck on that. But so I was reading. So presents, Hunter, about the same for you? Uh, So we would never have the same amount because my brother was the favorite. (laughs) 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 You know, it's true. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but the money amount would usually add up the same. Yeah, that was us. Our monetary amount was the same. So, like, if we got a big present. Right. So, if it was a $110 limit and they bought me a bunch of clothes, I'd probably have more gifts than what he would have got if they bought him just one 110 Because he was in the guitars and yeah. everything else. Guns. and I was in the Harry Potter crap and j- Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Dina, what about you? Presents got the same? Well, I was an only child, so... Lucky. Yeah. (laughs) So, but usually I had one or two big gifts, Mm -hmm. and then I had a bunch of little gifts after that. But I really didn't get, like, big things, Mm. except for usually, like, Christmas was the only time I got anything big. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked video games, Mm. so that's when I got, like, Super Nintendo and the 64 was on... Christmas. That was the only time I got like big, big gifts. Anything really above fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Jess, what was your favorite Christmas present? Was it the baby doll? Uh, it's the only one I really remember, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've had, we had so many Christmases. Mm-hmm. Um, baby, yeah, I don't remember. Maybe the four wheeler, but that was really my little brother's favorite gift. Yeah, because he was the one that really wrote it more than any of us. Mm-hmm. But. uh uh, yeah, probably. Because hmm. I don't remember others other than that one. Yeah. Hunter, favorite gift? So that would just happen recently in, in like adulthood. Um, I was, uh, so I'm in, I'm really, everybody on this podcast knows I'm a big, big Harry Potter fan. Um, and my mom and my stepdad bought me the Sword of Gryffindor. Oh. So it's a real sword yeah. in this case that hangs on the wall right there. Huh. <laughs> you punch a hole through the wall It's hanging right there mm. My wife didn't want it to hang there But I hung it anyway <laughs> I'm a pro- I was like She gets too mad I'll just take the sword down And use it as a sword uh-huh. <laughs> Or she'll take the sword down And then you're in trouble It's okay um, But that's pr- Because That has always been something That was just too expensive Yeah For me to ask for as a kid Right My mom t- And it's too dangerous For my mom to buy A right. kid Yeah But it was like That is the pinnacle Of a collection Mm-hmm. If you have Harry Potter, like, merchandise. Yeah. That's so. cool. Dina, favorite gift? Um, I really have two. Okay. So, one of them was, I really wanted this, uh, you know, like the classic dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my parents bought me one of these, I don't know if it's Fisher Price or Play School. Anyway, this little pink and white house with, like, people inside of it mm-hmm. and I love that thing and I still have it um, and then also I was really excited to get the N64 because mm-hmm. I also got a little TV that went with it uh. so I didn't have to wait until the news was over with to play <laughs> my video games so I could go off into the other room and uh, and play my video games so I was pretty stoked about that yeah yeah, I have two. Um, one, I'm almost embarrassed to tell the story of, but I have to because it's just one of my favorite gifts ever. I got a box of books <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite That's why presents. why married ever. a librarian. Yeah, it, it, it was like a whole box of like books. And it, they were all, I love Goosebumps R.L. Stein books, and they were all Goosebumps R.L. Stein. I had, so they, they were numbered, R.L. Stein books were. Um, Goosebumps books were. And so I I had all of them numbered one to like 58 or something by the time I finished. And there are more out there now. Um, but I got a bunch to add to my collection. And so, yeah, that was one of my favorites. The other one was this 
<clears throat> GI Joe um, compound thing. It was awesome. And back in back in my day, now I'm going to tell an old man story. You had the JCPenney catalog, kids, and it would come out and it had toys in it. And you would look at the toys and you would pick them out and you'd say, Mom, I want this toy for Christmas. Well, that's what I did. I picked out this G.I. Joe compound in the JCPenney catalog. And I looked at that thing for months and months because, like, the Christmas catalog came out because you could put stuff in layaway, right? Layaway is this thing where you get the toy and you pay on it a little bit over time, Hunter. It was really cool. And then when you paid it all off, they you get the toy out. And I know what layaway it. is, man. <laughs> You're looking at me this blank look. Um, and so that's what we did. And so, like, I had this catalog, and I I looked at that thing for months and months and months and pointed it out to mom. Like, I even I pointed it out so much that I had a hole in the page over top of the thing. And then she got it, to me, got it for me for Christmas, and it was the coolest present. So I... Uh, that reminds me of uh, probably a tie. I was anybody who knows me personally knows I'm a huge wrestling fan, oh. and my mom again this, this gifts were expensive. Bought me a real metal leather championship belt. Wow! And that I still have it, and it was I think we use it for our fantasy football championship. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that's always great because we do that fantasy football in church, and then I get to walk into church with a world championship <laughs> belt. Yep. And I'm six foot eight, so that's always nice. But that, yeah, I, mean, I remember just staring at the catalog, and mom was like, you could probably quote the number, so <laughs> like, if you just want to order it. Yeah. Yeah. So, why, then this is the real question though, why do we give gifts at Christmas time? So, I don't know the reason, but I always have just guessed it was because people, the wise men brought Jesus. The, I'm going to call them gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just always has been symbolic for that. Yeah. Is that it? Tina, what do you think? I think the same thing. Jessica, what do you think? Same thing. Yeah, so you're right. Um, when I was doing my reading on this, by the way, <clears throat> um, it turns out that in some places, there are people who limit the gifts that give people give to their kids to three. And the reason why people give kids up to three presents is because the wise men gave three presents in the story. They gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so kids get three presents on Christmas as a commemoration of that. So there you go. Hmm. So, but the other reason why we give gifts, the, the, the ultimate reason, and this is kind of the whole point of this thing, we honor God on the things, we, things that he does here on the Altar Podcast. And we want to honor God now in just the fact that part of the reason why we give gifts is to commemorate the greatest gift of all, which is Jesus himself. Um, he was the gift given to men um, for the forgiveness of sins, to be adopted into the family of God. And so um, if you're out there this Christmas time and you're listening to the Altar podcast, um, we've said it a bunch, but he is the reason for the season. He is the reason why um, we give gifts at Christmas time is because he is the ultimate gift for our sins. And so at this time, we have a segment that I'm calling Bust Out Your Bibles with Ben. Woo! Yeah! Bust Out Your Bibles with Ben for this installment. Yes? <laughs> he finally remembered what his segment is <laughs> I'd actually go back and listen to the two episodes ago to hear what it was really called. But on this episode of Bust Out Your Bibles with Ben, I have a question for you related to Christmas time. The question is this, how many wise men, you can, you, you can stay, it's okay. How many wise men were there at the birth of Jesus? Tina. We don't know. Hunter. Three. Jessica. At the birth? Well, or just, yeah, in the story of, the Christmas story of Jesus. Wait, sorry, my mic wasn't on. Ah. Uh, um, at the birth? Or just, or? yeah, just in the, in the Christmas story when the Magi show up, how many are there? Three. That is incorrect. Actually, it could be correct. The correct answer is, we don't know. because ha, One point for me. <laughs> well, and you've hung around me enough. We've Actually, I think I learned this from you. You did. If you want, Nope, that's not true. That's Google, Wikipedia. Google that's Wikipedia, it, sir. Google says You know it. why they say three? You know why they say three? The reason why they say three is because there were three gifts given. But that doesn't mean there were three magi. It means that we don't know because the Bible doesn't say there were three gifts given, but there was a group of magi that came to see the birth of the Savior. Therefore, the correct answer is, we don't know. Bust out your Bibles a bit. Woo! 
what's the next question? That's it. That's all I have what? for today. That's you it. only gave us one question. One question. I'm not an overachiever like some of y'all are. Actually, BibleHub.com says that there's it's a wide thought. Wide thought doesn't mean it's true. That there was four wise men. Oh, well, that's interesting. That three wise men, would, three magi would have been accompanied by a priest. Oh, but we don't know. But yeah, it's just tradition. Because the Bible doesn't say. Yep, it was just so, tradition. That's the correct answer. Important. The correct answer is we don't know. I'm going to say I'm right. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, we appreciate it. If you've listened all the way to the end of this, we appreciate the fact that you've listened to us. We just wanted to talk about um, Christmas traditions and all that kind of stuff. Last 10%, let's wrap this thing up. Dina, what are your takeaways from everything we talked about? Well, I think we need to have the spirit of Christmas in our hearts and sing loud for all to hear, Hunter, <laughs> and preach loud for all to hear. But no, we just need to, during this time, have that happy, chewy chocolate center thing going on in our hearts and be thankful for things and to give gifts to other people and not focus on ourselves. Oh, that's good. Jessica, last 10%, what are your takeaways from this episode? Remember Jesus in this season, most mm. of all. Because he's the reason for the season. That's good. Hunter, last 10%. What you got, buddy? Don't be stupid sheep. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> okay, Scrooge. Now, listen. Now, and again, so is that don't take everything so seriously in the sense of your Christmas tree and Santa Claus and this and that. Teach your kids what Christmas is about. Let them have fun. Let them have traditions. And get over yourself. He's Mr. He's <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and yeah, so because I don't be one of those people who try to take the fun out of everything. Like, you. just, just, <laughs> whoa, I <laughs> have a Christmas tree. Right, children, children. I have a Christmas children. tree, Dina. It went up the 1st of December like normal people, <laughs> but it still is up. Children, children. My last 10% is that I want to be more like Santa. I think that just the story of Santa in general, the fact that he took care of people, the fact that he wanted um, those who were less fortunate to have good Christmases, to know um, just the great privilege of Jesus through the things that he did, through the gifts that he gave, through the actions that he took. If you look at Nicholas, the original historical character, I think that his lifestyle was one of worship to Jesus by everything that he did. And so my last 10%, I want to be more like Jesus, by being more like Santa Claus. Oh, that was really good. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to episode 22 of the Altered Podcast, where we talked about everything under the sun when it comes to Christmas. Now, we will be talking more about the biblical Christmas in the next coming episodes, and that, yes, Ben has already let the cat out of the bag, that we'll probably have a special episode about the Christmas story and stuff for you to listen to on Christmas if you don't feel comfortable reading it to your family out loud, you can just play the Altered Podcast for them. Woo -woo. And uh, so, guys, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Thank you for all my co-hosts and my our guest co-host, Miss Alyssa, who you probably heard. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Altered Podcast. Be sure to join us next week for a brand new episode. What? <laughs>